did your lover boy meet as a knockin'? Why don't you listen to me, sugar, all the cats are at the high school rockin'? Honey, get your bobbin' shoes full of jukebox blows and fuse. Got everybody hoppin', everybody boppin', bobbin' at the high school hop. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 54 of So Important, the interview podcast. The time does fly and somehow it's been three months since our last episode. But we're here now for a show that I'm really excited about bringing to you. Today we're going to the roots of why I started this podcast. Of course, it's a great privilege for me to talk with Nobel Prize recipients, world-renowned guitarists, award-winning journalists, movie makers, and authors. But today, we're going back to the fundamental premise, which is that everyone's got a story to tell, and some even like to tell it. I'm talking today with Sarah Bonner, who, along with her husband, the drummer Tommy Bowes, took it upon themselves to restore a cultural landmark right here in northern Bethesda, Maryland, actually about two miles from where I live, and turn a down-and-out dive bar and update it into a flourishing, jumping, and jiving musical venue, all while preserving the fundamental character, warmth, and uniqueness that made the original establishment, which was over 100 years old, in which burnt down in 2018, so special to so many people. The establishment is Hank Deedle's Tavern in Northern Bethesda, Maryland, and on any given night, you can be treated to some amazing music from some of the best roots rockers, jazz acts, and even Zydeco performers that Maryland has to offer. The music is loud, danceable, and great fun to the growing crowd of enthusiasts who patronize the new Hanks. This is a far cry from the old Hank Deedle's Tavern, and today we're going to talk about how Sarah and Tom pulled off this amazing transformation. I knew that Tommy was also directly part of the music scene. His band, the Rock Asonics, play at Hank's on occasion, and they are a treat. What I learned in doing my research, however, is that Sarah is an accomplished singer and part of the music scene herself, so we have lots to talk about. So Sarah, welcome to the show, and why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself to our audience? Thank you, Monty. It's really great to be here today and to share the story about Hank Deedle's Tavern. I'm basically from this area, from Bethesda. Uh, I spent some time overseas. I'm a foreign service brat. I was born in Europe and lived in Asia as a child. I've always been musical, drawn to it, took piano lessons, sang in choirs. Music is what brought me together with my husband, Tommy Bowes. We like to say we met the old-fashioned way in a bar. I was seeing uh, his band at the time. Coincidentally, met at a dive bar in Northern Virginia called the Sunset Grill, which sadly is no longer here. So as I said, music definitely brought us together. He's a rockabilly drummer. I am a singer. I sing in two bands. One is called Beatles at Deedles, and the other one is uh, a harmony group called the Crayfish Sisters. We've been working together musically. We got married in the 90s. Tom started started booking music at a place called the Quarry House Tavern in Silver Spring in about 2012. He was booking bands there regularly with his colleague, Louis Newmeyer, who's a bass player in the Rockasonics. Ironically, the Quarry House had a fire and closed, believe it or not. They moved their booking to Hank Deedle's Tavern at that time. It was mostly uh, Tommy and Kitty Gardner who were booking at Hank Deedle's, and that went on 
from about 2015 to 2018 when Deedles suffered a tragic fire, burned down, essentially. Kitty Gardner took quite a bit of time and effort raising money, trying to rebuild, and after about a year, passed the baton over to Tommy and me, and we brought in another partner, Alan Cressy, and we continued the fundraising efforts and spent about two years rebuilding. We, we worked on it from 2019 to 2021, and we opened in July of 2021. What overall was your level of involvement with Deedles at that time? Were you guys regulars there, and did he perform there? Did you perform there? We were regulars. We both performed there. There was a flourishing music scene, I would say, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays at that time. Not seven nights a week like we're doing now. And it was mostly really rockabilly and, and roots. The focus was more uh, rockabilly bands at that time. And it was, it was going really well. And, and there was definitely a scene among, among the local crowd. People knew about the place, good attendance. I mean, we were devastated when that fire happened. What caused the fire? We believe, and you know, it's very difficult to ascertain what causes a fire because everything's gone, but we believe that there were stand-up ashtrays on the front porch. There was some paper material in the ashtray and somebody extinguished either a cigar or a cigarette in, in the ashtray among the, the paper material, which then ignited and it just didn't take long for the whole place to go up in flames. So Hanks, after over a hundred years of operation, burns down. A lot of people are bummed. Uh, you mentioned a lot of great acts. The Nighthawks are actually the last act that I've seen a few months ago at your place. So it burns down. It's gone. But you guys said, "Why don't we try to rebuild it?" What? Why did you think that was a good idea? I would describe it as really my husband's dream. I mean, he really wanted to own and operate his own local venue where he could bring Americana, roots, rockabilly, blues, jazz, you know, to the community. He he really had his heart set on he you know, heart set on Hank Deedles. I mean the location is ideal. It's right there on Rockville Pike with parking, that lovely front porch. It's got a real homey feel. It's a nice size. You know, we've it's a capacity is about 70. So it's a nice size, not, not too huge, you know, so it's manageable. It's, it's just, it was just his dream and I totally supported it. We brought in another partner, Alan Cressy. I mean, he's known Tom longer than I have. Alan is a professional photographer. Uh, we, we show a lot of his photographs are, are hung in the tavern. He was very interested in, in supporting it. He helps a lot with technology, promotion, uh, catering, uh, helps us you know, with the kitchen and he's a huge part of what we're doing. And what were some of the changes that you made? You, you had to make some changes to make it more uh, amenable yeah. to dancing. You changed the schedule. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's a good question. The former Deedles was, was definitely a neighborhood pub. Uh, it had a pool table. So it kind of catered to the crowd who wanted to come in in the afternoons and play pool and have a beer. We tried the pool table for about six months after we reopened. It wasn't uh, financially viable for us. It wasn't used enough. 
And we had much more interest as we were getting feedback from the community in a larger dance floor. So we made the, you know, we made the decision to get rid of the pool table, get rid of the pinball machine and expand the dance floor. So the, the focus is really the music and dancing at this point. And, and it wasn't before the music was sort of a side thing. Now it's, it's, it's a live music venue. And, and we, we definitely emphasize the dancing because our community loves to dance. And I guess I should say that there were stationary benches and seating that were attached to the walls. So, so you couldn't move the chairs around in the old venue. And while it was kind of funky and cool, it wasn't practical. You know, we, we got rid of all those booths. You know, we have tables that we can move around if, if we need to expand the dance floor. For example, we're going to have Steve Forbert back in for a second time in the up ensuing weeks. And that's an all seated show. And we'll arrange to have 65 seats in there and people can come in and enjoy a seated show. So it just kind of depends on what we're booking. So it's great. It's given you more flexibility and you've brought in just a tremendous number of acts and you, you now book every, it seems like every single night you have music at Hank's. That's right. Seven nights a week. Uh, we recently picked up the blues jam from, um, a, another local club, La Hinch Tavern which closed uh, at the end of May. And we were lucky enough to pick up uh, Wolf's Blues Jam. We've got that every Monday night. Tuesday, we tend to focus on jazz. We've got a lovely Blue Note jazz band, uh, the Brother Bill Quintet that often plays on, or, or, or regularly plays, excuse me, on Tuesday nights. Uh, Wednesday night's kind of a free for all. We have different, different things happening on Wednesday. And then like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we try to pick it up with, you know, full bands, including drums, bass. They tend to be electric as opposed to acoustic. And that's when we're bringing in roots rock, blues, rockabilly, uh, full bands. And then Sundays, we, we're having matinee shows now, which, Sometimes in, might include young people. We're bringing in sort of new bands, kids starting out on Sunday afternoons, or maybe a, a smaller blues trio. And we, and again, Sunday nights, we've got an act from six to nine and it tends to vary. And we're really focusing on booking national acts. Our booking agent, uh, Lisa White is fantastic. She's gained a lot of experience at the 930 club. She also booked for Gypsy Sally's for Pearl Street Warehouse, you know, an integral part of increasing our our business. And she's really focusing on bringing more national acts in. And, and what kind of feedback are you getting from the community? And especially some of the old timers who may have been part of the old Hank scene. Very positive. Every once in a while, somebody will lament about the pool table. But when we, when we explain it, they under, they understand it. And it's, it doesn't seem to be a huge sore point. I get lots of people who come in who say it's this is their first time here. Some of them were here in the old days and it's their first time back. Some of them are people who it's their first time here ever. And I just get so much positive feedback. I, I'm, I met a guy last night. Um, we had Cactus Liquors in last night, which is a kind of a roots rock Americana band. They did very well. This guy just moved to Kensington, saw the sign, found us, came in, was just so delighted, just said, this place is great. I love this. I'm going to be here all the time. I think you're so, talking about me, right? 
Because <laughs> that's that. I think I said I have. I didn't just move to Kensington, but I think I said the exact same thing. To I you. think you did. I think I, you did. Exact it was same just- thing to you. And I have been there quite a bit. And in fact, this is probably a good time for me to give a shout out to my friend Marty Willis. Uh, one of his favorite bands is the Grandsons. Mm. So we've seen them there, and now I've seen them a couple more times with some folks, and it's just really cool to have a band of that caliber coming in and just doing their thing once a they're, month, right? Yeah, they're terrific. They play uh, once a month on on Thursday night. They're a hardworking band. They've been at it for a long time. We're very happy to have them in. You took over in twenty one, right? Twenty twenty one. Well, you know, we I guess we signed a lease in in twenty nineteen. And then we spent two years rebuilding, rebuilding the property. And then we opened for business in July of 2021. So now that you've gone through the blood, sweat and tears, you've been doing it for a year. What do you think? I'm really happy where we went through this effort that we, we brought this venue back to the community and the feedback really means a lot to me. I mean, I get just get so much positive feedback from people just telling us how much they appreciate us being there. And and I and I look around and we're kind of the only game in town right now. I mean, there are other venues, but there there aren't that many in or near our location that are providing live music seven nights a week. And it's a combination of of local and national. I mean, it's cl- clearly more local. And that's what we want. We want to we want to have a venue for the community where folks can play. I think you've achieved it and I think it's going to grow and, you know, great things are going to happen. I want to talk about that, but before I do, you know, what, what I love about it, and I mentioned I'm an old timer. And when I first came to DC, there was a place called Tornado mm-hmm. Alley. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I used and to go they, there. Okay. I used to go there. Yeah. That's, and they had, uh, I, I remember seeing Sleepy LaBeef there a number of times. Right. Uh, just, just, it was just a place to go for great music. And the first couple of times I went to Hank's, I said, these guys have brought back Tornado Alley and it's great. It's really is a service to the community. That's, that's really nice to hear. You know, they just did a, a, a show at the Warner Theater last night. So they did a tribute to WHFS radio last night at the Warner Theater. I, of course, was working at Deedle, so I, I didn't make it, but I, I heard about it this morning. It sounds like it was a fabulous show, but he brought back a number of the former WHFS DJs who, you know, they were present in including Weasel, Weasel. who we understand recently did um, an interview with NBC. And when um, the interviewer asked Weasel, well, you know, what's happening with the music scene today? Are there, are there any local clubs supporting the community and providing, providing local music for everybody here? And, and Weasel said, Hank Deedles is doing that. Which was no, that's just great. so wonderful. That, that's that, great. And, yeah. yeah. He has a special place in my heart because there's a world famous and relatively obscure band, both at the same time, that mm-hmm. I've been following for years. And he used to play them. So I always had a soft spot in my heart for him. For and that. which band is that? It's a band called Sparks. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I know them. No, no. Yeah. Most people don't know them, but yet they're world renowned at the same time. So amazing. It's a there's that's another story. But that is so cool that he gave the shout out to uh Hanks and going back to what we were just starting to talk about a little bit, where do you want to go with this? You know, I think our focus really needs to be expanding our customer base. I mean, we we definitely have a rock solid customer base of of local folks who are into the music scene, who know about us, who come and support us. But we need to expand that base to folks who don't know about us. 
And more specifically, we, we really want to expand to younger people. We're focusing on bringing in younger bands, younger talent, and then consequently bringing in bringing in younger customers. We're really doing that for a couple of reasons. One, it's a it's a good marketing strategy. It's a good strategy for 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 building up sales. But we're also thinking about the club in perpetuity, right? We want Hank Deedles to be there long after we're gone. So we're trying to put um, some wheels in place to, to make that happen. And and one of those is going to be to build up a younger clientele. It sounds like the future is, uh, at least there's a plan for the future. And my guess is going to be bright. It sounds like you're getting a lot of recognition now for the work that you're doing. And I think that that's, that's just great. I work the door a lot. And sometimes I go up there after I've worked all day at my other job and I'm a little tired, but then I get in there and I just, I just get recharged. It feels great to be there. And I'm, you know, I'm talking with everybody and I just, I just have a great time. I have a great time every time I'm there. Yeah, so far I I could say it's a hundred percent, and I love the acoustic Tuesdays because that's when I have brought my wife, and so oh, maybe right. we'll, she'll get to meet you at one of those. Is there anything that you want to say, kind of in closing? Maybe I didn't ask about, or something that maybe we missed. The the history of the place. I just I just want to mention Hank Deedles opened in 1916 as a package store. It was built by the Offit family, which is an old Bethesda family. And they lived next door in what was what is um, now Java Nation. It just has an incredible history. It became a tavern, I believe, sometime in the 40s. And then this gentleman, Hank Deedle, bought it in the 50s. And the name, the name is Stuck, which is really now a brand. And then there were a few folks who owned it since then. And of course, now we're, are, we're leasing it from, from a doctor who's a, a lovely gentleman. We're talking over a hundred years. We have, we have the first tavern license from the county, license 001. And the county executive, Mark Elrich, gave us that license back when we reopened. It's hanging on the wall. And when I, when I've done my own research on the place, you know, I've read stories about how there was a hitching post out front and people used to ride horses over from Cabin John, tie them to the hitching post and go inside and have a beer. And the fact that we're still here, even though it's, it's a slightly different focus. I mean, the focus is music, but we've still got that community and that sense of community. I just think it's really important. So we're we're really happy to be doing it. I'm happy you're doing it. A lot of other people are happy you're doing it. You have contributed. You are helping to make this a better community. So thank you. Thank you to your husband and your partner. And thank you so much for spending a little time with me and just chatting about all the great things that you've done. I'm delighted. Thank you so much for having me, Monty. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, oh, I love you so much. I can't let you go. Sweet.